Uh, tonight's show, we'd just like to invite Rick Allen into the show. Um, Rick's in to talk about the, the silent invasion. Do you want to give us a, a just an intro to yourself, Rick, and then just a, a kind of intro to basically what you're here to discuss? Sure. I've been into the paranormal and the strange for as long as I can remember, Chris. And for the past 25 years, I've worked towards one theory to explain what we're seeing in the world. I think there's enough circumstantial evidence that a theory could be advanced to what's what's going on. And my own belief is that all the different alien types, all the UFOs I've ever seen, all the cryptids that have ever been recorded are in fact part of the same military fleet. The cryptids are the ground force. They suppose different alien types. They're all genetically engineered. You're actually looking at humans that have been genetically engineered to look different. Um, this fleet has, has but one sort of goal and purpose. They, they want our planet. If you look at human history, no matter where you go, no matter what culture, there's always been these beings, these entities that have been on the, the edges there, whether as coming down as angels, passing on information. I believe what they've been doing is effect effectively they've been getting us to farm ourselves. They've been giving us astronomy and agriculture, letting us show our ancestors how to, to harness these things. And then after a few thousand years have been coming back and croaking the population. It's, it's believed that roughly there's maybe been 100 billion people that have ever existed in the world. But I suspect there's been much more than that. And I believe that hundreds of millions of people have been taken over the past several thousand years by this this other group. Do you, do you think the group, so the, is the goal of the group if they to, to obviously want to control and take the world? Why don't they just yeah. take it? Or is it... Is it a That's bit a of both question. where they're using it and they're taking the people as a crop? Yeah. First of all, it, it, they, they they have what's called, I call biological immortality, meaning as long as they aren't physically killed, they're able to rejuvenate their bodies and continually live. So as long as they've worn any sort of dodgy situations, <laughs> in order to do that, you need human products. I don't believe that immortality is just a sort of a one track pony, I think you probably have to keep using medical resources and that. So they need the best food for other for humans to eat is other humans. Okay. And I suspect that they need body products for, for people. So people say, well if they were going to harm us, we would have done it for now. No. If they need the population, if they want to take billions of people, they need to grow the population to billions. And the other thing is Chris if they let us harness the resources, you know, go into our thing with iron ores and that, then that saves them, doesn't it? There's over a billion cars in America alone. You can see how a UFO could just come along and pick up these cars, smell them down, separate the elements, and they've got them. So there's that going on as well. It's, it's not just a straightforward. The other thing is they're trying to maintain control. So when you look at all the major religions... I believe that these have been imparted by these other humans. Um, it's a classic thing. Prophet comes for the sky. You know, we, we often hear people saying, yeah, um, they were actually aliens, but we mistook them for gods. No, we didn't mistake them. They told us they were gods. So you can imagine the UFO coming down. Because what I believe they did was, I believe they tracked the groups of your ancestors 
at first their ancestors tried to hide for them. They tried to get away. But eventually, you could only run so far. And when they maybe come to a big river, maybe to the edge of the cliff, then they had to deal with them. The UFO comes down and perhaps it steps a dogman, claims to be Anubis, shows them, look, if you if you fall out our way you day, we'll show you how to feed yourself better. We'll teach you uh, agriculture. So when you look at the thousands of years of past, it's just been an ongoing thing of passing on technology that allows our species to jump in big advancements. And they're still doing it because see these so-called UFO crashes, I don't believe there's been a genuine UFO crash. I believe it's all been done on purpose to put uh, technology over to the different groups. And they have to date the because if they date the Americans, if they want the Russians to get up, they've got to date the Russians and they've got the Chinese. And what they also do is they put different types of alien in these different craft to reinforce the idea that what's happening is that, that everybody's dealing with all these different types. When in fact, they're really just dealing with the one type. That are, and it's these group of humans that are behind everything else. And, and that's the kind of thing you, you, we talked about um, just earlier before we came on in regards to like the people witnessing the greys or things like that having like no genitalia or like... Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, to, to me there's a, a clear problem when you look at these so-called different alien types. For one thing, have you ever noticed that their skin colour is the opposite of healthy humans? So you get greys, you get blue ones, you get green ones, you get pure white ones. There's never actually been one yet with the same kind of skin colour as us because what they try to do is they try to accentuate certain features in order to keep us thinking, to realise what we're looking at. I mean, if you look at a grey, we real advanced genetics. I didn't think it would take much to, 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 to create a grey. I mean, for a starters, if you've got the genes for the height for a pygmy, four-foot pygmy, but left in the genes for a for a normal sized human. If you reduce the bottom jaw, if you take all the teeth out, if you increase the eyes three times the normal size and make them the shape of almond shape like white tailed deer, if you remove the cartilage for the outer ear, the cartilage for the nose, reduce the, the muscle in the lip, you could see, you could start to see, remove all hair follicles, because these are all just genes that once they're removed, that's it. And once you've got the perfect one, all you have to do is then take a, a, a genome fit and copy them all. So there's no genetic diversity here. You know, this is what I believe the, the greys are like drones, Chris. You know, like say drones that you get in the worker unit. You know, that's what I think you see. And sometimes there's a different status. So the tallest one will be the one that's in charge. You know, for for supposedly having the same intelligence with us, I mean, the lack just even the features to communicate tiny sort of micro gestures yeah. that come with all sort of really advanced intelligent species. And, and that's the, the thing. That, sorry, I, that's the thing. A lot of people say where there's like a, a lack of emotion or there's uh, there's no any features like that in regards to it's almost like the as you say, like a clone, a drone, or like an AI type thing. Yeah, exactly. And when you look at it, you didn't think it's threatening to begin with, because you just see these big eyes, a big head. But once you ask an abductee, he's been lying on his back, we see them standing around the bit long. You know, you look up and see that face. Now, they didn't have to awaken them, Chris. They could, if they really wanted to take eggs and that, they could leave them quiet, but they didn't. They awaken them, tell them they're not going to hurt them, push a needle into their stomach or stick a probe into them, which is sexual assault. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. So then these people are less with PTSD, 
which is a, a sign that often a, a sort of sexual survivors uh, have. So what you're seeing here is pain all the time. People think they're harvesting fear. No, they're creating fear because fear is how you control a massive group of people. So you didn't always have to send to a god, but if you send put someone that's demonic, someone that scares them, then that's no longer turning them back towards religion. And it's very clever because sometimes things like to the rake or the Wendigo, you'll often get witnesses that'll cry, oh, Jesus save me. And the Wendigo maybe stop right in its tracks. You know, they'll stop right there because when that person then goes and tells the story, they tell the story how they cried out to Jesus and the demon had to stop. It's very, very clever. It re really, really is. And it's all going towards one thing. And you can see them ramping up the pressure. So I reckon the, in the mid-90s, sort of all these things had went to the minimum level. Since then, everything's been increasing. Dogman sighting, rake sighting, Wendigo sighting, Bigfoot sighting. And now we're starting to team, see them team together. So there's reports of dogmen being seen with uh, uh, Sasquatch. Yeah. Because they're all in the same force. Now, could you imagine how all they have to do is step out of the woods, Chris? Once they step into society, society just shuts down. And in the mid-1990s, and I think it was Delhi in India, there was reports of the monkey man. For two weeks, 10 million people in the entire city just shut down because nobody would go outside. That's the effect. And see, when you hear them talking about the New World Order, I believe the New World Order isn't about the Illuminati. It's about these things coming because they're going to want to take control of the world again. And I know that's a difficult concept. You know, I, 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 but look, America's at the point now that they're starting to release information. You know, it's all out there now. It can't be, can be held back. And what they're doing is the, the, the alien thing is always to divide and conquer. So people are seeing them, you know, just working class people, they're seeing them. The government's denying them. Everybody knows it's going on, but all it does is create mistrust and causes separation and division. And what do we actually do? So I've heard sort of people in ancient aliens saying, oh, look, it's the greys that are bad. We need to get help for the, for the Arturians. No, all we're doing is inviting them in. Look, think of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Millions and millions of people every day chant this. And it doesn't matter what religion it is, okay? They just can't make them all the same religion because then if that religion turns, it lose control of them. So what you'll see is Christianity, 2.2 billion Christians, billion Catholics, then Orthodox, Protestant, Protestant, then you split them up, you get mystic versions, you get liberal versions, and it keeps breaking down and breaking down. And this is how they do it. So whether it's angels, aliens, cryptids, or demonic, I believe these are the, uh, the, the bio forces, these are bio weapons. I also believe there's another division that I call the EVs, electromagnetic entities. And these are the ones that are the shadow people, the orbs, the poltergeists, things like that. Yeah. And I yeah. believe they're created for what's called photonic matter. You know, when you've got two torches and you cross the beam, you know, they, they didn't interfere with each other. That's because mm -hmm. photons are massless. Well, in 2018, at MIT University, scientists managed to bond three photons together, Chris. Now, I know that this isn't a, doesn't seem impressive, but what that means is then you can add mass to, to, to the, the photons and you can build them up. And 
Do you remember the Skinwalker Ranch episode where the security guard dragon shoots the wolf and the chunky blood flies for it and it doesn't doesn't bark down all that? There, it was only one of the ones where this happens. Now, I, that was, I think it was that happened before they got there. That was the Shermans that done that when they shot right. it. Aye. Right. Aye. So, but, but you came what, aye, you came what happened? It was, it was shot at point blank range. It didn't react to it. It didn't. These are things that I believe are made for photonic matter. Because what should have happened is that the impact for that should have at least knocked it on its feet. Just like when somebody's wearing a bulletproof vest, you know, the bullet maybe doesn't penetrate, but the impact you get hit with thousands of pounds square foot should knock you on your back. So I think there is the the shadow people are probably the best example of photonic energy. So if you imagine, you imagine the pictures on your television screen, right? There's radio waves. What I'm suggesting to you is, in thousands of years, the technology gets so advanced that it doesn't need a screen, that these things can take three-dimensional form and act in the fourth dimension, i.e. time. They're able to interact. So if we speak about the, the shadow people, you know, you hear sort of things, oh, they're leaking down for a higher dimension or maybe it's a spirit for something. No, no, that doesn't make sense because they're able to interact directly. You know, they can peek around corners. They look at you. They know how to sort of stay in your, just at your vision. Yeah, that's what I believe it is. I believe this is a, a, a different division in the same army that I call it the energy uh, division. EBs, I call them, because you know how it is, mate. You see them when they're out, um, on their paranormal investigations, and then the lights start to go off. You know, yeah, uh, cameras die. Because what's happening there, I believe, is the electromagnetic energy that's coming through these things then interferes with the electronics, the the devices getting used. It's either that or it's pulling the energy out of them or something. Basically, it's, it's, it's upsetting the sort of flow. But there's something else because often you will hear reports say lights are switched off, lights gone on. And if you have electromagnetic energy, Chris, you're able to form electricity. You know, so if they place their bodies upon these electrical devices, they're actually creating a surge of electrical energy. So you will see these electronic equipment going on. So I think this is how they're doing it. See, I don't believe there's any such thing as magic. I think everything can be explained. Arthur C. Clarke says when we're confronted with superior technology, we will call it magic. And that's what's happening. Because just as if you tried to explain to Neanderthal, how a mobile phone works, you know, it wouldn't make any sense. There's a bigger gulf between us and these other humans than between us and the Neanderthals. I really believe that. And when you look at the this the solar system and that, there are yellow dwarf stars, which is the same as our sun, that are almost a billion years ahead of our sun. So that means there could be civilizations on there that's hundreds of millions of years more advanced than what we are. You know, it's not in the realm of possibility. And I, I didn't think that this happens with all human species. I think some of them didn't get after planet Earth. They probably get hit by asteroids and their technology is wiped out, so they kind of fall into some harmony with them. But every now and again, there are ones that are able to develop enough technology to get off their own planet, you know, to start building some sort of defence system that could prevent asteroids or that hitting their planet. Because there's a major asteroid hit every 26 million years. 
So for the beginning of your planet, there's been 190 major ones. You know, I'm assuming that will continue to be the case, and that's not involving the, the smaller ones. You know, yeah. what's happening now is the reason why they're pushing us with so much technology is they want to build us up before the next asteroid hit comes or the next caldera explodes under Yellowstone Park or something like that. You know, <laughs> the space is a dangerous place. So this is, I think, this when you look at it through this lens, I think this explains what's going on. So if you look at if you're if you're if you're looking at all these different um, like entities and like if they're, they're all part of the same thing, is there anything that is good? No. <laughs> no. So listen, they play good cop, bad cop. Hmm. I mean. You're just froze. And it's so, for example, you go back 10 years, people were a bit stodgy about the Sasquatch. But now when you compare them to the dogmen, the Sasquatch look good. It's really, really clever. So they all seem to be, so the, the Greys say that the Arcturians are bad, the Arcturians say the Pleiadians are bad. It's all this has gone on. It's just about turning ourselves always, against each other. Uh, well, you're right, you're saying there's always been stories, uh, for example, the, the Greys or or what, or whatever, I mean, whatever type of entity it's been, or non-human intelligence, but then it was always kind of portrayed as like the the reptilians were worse or whatever, but then yeah. those are the reports where you see them together. Yeah, that's right. right. With yeah. human as well. Exactly. I mean, a exactly. lot of all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, and to what you're saying, I mean, I look at the theories of what you're saying. I mean, there's, uh, interesting enough, have you read any Paul Wallace's books? I know me now. Oh, so Paul Wallace used to work for the Vatican, and um, I, I, I might be ragging. I'm sure I'm reading seeing this. I mean, but he he was done a lot of the the transcripts and stuff like that, the Bible and he and um, interpretations of it and stuff. And for what he and he used to teach it, right? And so he wrote he, he wrote a book. Um, I'm sure it was the one I'd read recently. It was called Escaping from Eden. The other one was called The Eden Conspiracy. And then within He'd said that the like the reptilians were actually written through the Bible. Yeah. You can actually you can find yeah. it and you can see it. Yeah. And he also yeah. said as well that the thing is where that the when it referred to when a lot of the kind of Bible referred to God, um, it was always it was he said it was like more like a, it should have been a plural. So it was not yeah. like God, it was like gods and the way, gods, the way it, yeah. it read totally different in regards to right. like a god, it was like gods, or it was yeah. like basically he was saying that it was like transmedia. We've basically been um the same kind of idea where we've been put here and we've been genetically developed and then developed and developed and um, back See. and forth and there's been there's been civilizations way to it. But I mean it's 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 an interesting kind of topic. What what kind of what kind of um gave you the drive to to kind of research this then overall? Well, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but see, when I was twenty year old, I was on an acid trip, and I decided I wanted to solve the mystery of the Sasquatch because I always believed it was real. So I've had these kind of things, but as time went on, and I realised that what science was saying wasn't it right? You know, there was gaps in the scientific theory about things. But see, just touching upon what you're saying about this seed in the planet, I believe that humans are the only ones that haven't actually been dabbled with. And the reason for that is, in the fossil record, you could find, you know, the development coming to, to modern humans. 
There is no fossils record a dog made. None of the cryptids exist in the fossil record, mm. which that's real strange. You know, there should be an evolutionary path, but there's no. So what they want us to do is, look, if you believe in the Bible was written by God, then you believe God the Spirit made us and we return back to heaven. If you believe God's an alien, you believe the aliens genetically engineered us and they want to take us back to heaven. Because then I forget, right now, the Christians believe that the rapture is going to happen. Then Jesus will come back, come down from the sky, and take them away. Yeah, that's yeah. Why, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, that, I mean, exactly that, that kind of story with the, the rapture story in regards to religions, is, like, people believe that's going to happen. People believe it's going to happen in regards to the experiencers. They think it's going to happen in regards to, no, for a religion point of view, but they think it's going to happen by, by a, a kind of, and that's, I mean, it's, I'm no, this is not my theory, and like that, but this is like loads of experiencers and a lot of different books and a lot of different um, again, witnesses or um, stories coming from witnesses is that there's going to be some type of rapture event and it's coming yeah. and, and it's like aliens are going to be coming or ETs or yeah. whatever it is it's coming, right? Yeah. But the, the interesting thing as well, just some of the stuff you're saying is, so I refer to the Paul Wallace thing, who said, he'd said about the kind of farm thing, and he was he basically described it through the Bible. This guy worked in the Vatican. I'm sure the actual Pope commented in his first book that came out. I'm sure right. it's the conspiracies or something, but I'll look at the links and I'll send you it. But yeah. that was one aspect to it, because I, I, like the whole kind of farmed aspect, to it, I latch onto that. But yeah, and it does sound nuts and all that kind of stuff. But, well, but look, I mean, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, if you look in the book of Revelation, it says the angel thrust in thy sickle and harvest to take the harvest to the earth because the harvest is ready. That's talking about people. Yeah. You find yeah. the farming metaphors again and again, laced all the way through, you know, lambs to the slaughter, that sort of thing. On that note as well, we, um, like, and I refer to this a good few times, like Robert Monroe for the Monroe Institute. Yeah, the Monroe Institute. Um, if everybody doesn't know what it is out there, I mean, it, it, they developed. Um, it started off developing like ways to actually travel better. That's right. And then um, it, it linked into a lot of different stuff. Developed stuff for the U.S. government in regards to making uh, remote viewing work a bit easier. Yeah. Hemi sync and stuff like that, but basically separating the right and left part of the brain to make it easier and, and things like that. So he was. Um, well ahead of his time of doing this kind of stuff and I mean he went into it with us with travelling and going back through past lives and then going back past the past lives to wherever he came from before that and then um, when he was looking at um, coming from let's say beyond and he was in the earth at this point and from what he described as what we were here was that we were, we were it was the, the whole kind of farm scenario and there's a thing called Lush which he said there was a byproduct we put off that was farmed Right through time, and originally it was for something, and then and then eventually the most kind of, he described it as the most um potent point of this loose was like, and it's generated through love, right? And they, they say that it was generated generated through at the start it was more prevalent during wartime and wars and things like that, but then the the the, the found out more that love generated more. so it wasn't a negative thing at the end anyway he was saying, but. I found that interesting, the part of the whole farm thing. And then recently as well, you know, obviously it's threading through like the experience of kind of thing. But um if you if you know the work of Dolores Cannon, Dolores Cannon um was a basically done a lot of regression for the sixties. Yeah. Like basically helping people um yeah. for like hypnotizing them for stop smoking and things like that. But I ended up going into abduction scenarios 
and stuff like that, and then going past lives, and then it ended up going past lives, and back back to um, past civilizations, past lives. And this isn't coming from. Uh, I know I'm going to be on a tangent here, but this this isn't just coming from one source. I've seen multiple different people saying the same thing, yeah. right? For past lives or past life regression for like ancient civilizations, and they talked about then that it was at, about like things like um, cross, no cross breeding, but hybridization of actually animals, and um, and then that was one of the because of that. That's one of the cataclysms that wiped a lot of people out because they were doing that kind of stuff, and then maybe something survived. But then, but the whole kind of thing anyway was the the Dolores kind of thing went on to other stuff, and it was all to Davy as being farmed again. And then there was like different different entities involved, you know what I mean? And then they yeah. were they all had different agendas in what they were doing here on earth mm-hmm. in regards to um but the some the way she described it was some were looking out for us, some were indifferent, some were using yeah. it as a laboratory, yeah, some were it always breaks into three. Some were using okay. it for their own gains, and some were just nefarious and ignored the rest of them. Yeah. So that was the kind of, and you, when you see that this thing cropping up time and time again for different angles, for a religious point of view, for somebody who's visually seen it with day and astral travel and stuff like that, and whatever, and then somebody who's actually um, going through a regression type thing into the the past lives and history and that, and she's done this since the sixties. I mean, she's dead now, right? But yeah, um, but I, I I kind of find all that totally interesting. It links into the same kind of things that you've yeah. been about in that as well. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, like, say, things like say, Stonehenge and that, Chris, you could see that it's calibrized for a certain area. So for maybe 2,000 years, the sun rises at a different point, and then when that time passes, or when you move north, further north up to Scotland, they're calibrated, calibrated to a different point because uh, you would plant later in Scotland and things like that. Yeah. So what yeah. you find is these massive stone calendars, I mean, they serve a lot of different purposes, but ultimately they're always calendars because they're fixed in there. They're taught how to, to, to read, when to plant, when to do it. So within a few generations, you could go for hunter-gatherers, you show them irrigation, just basic techniques. I mean, look at what they're discovering in the Amazon now. You know, there was millions of people and bits that they thought was virgin rainforest. There was there's what they thought was virgin rainforest in the Congo, wasn't it? It had uh, palm nuts there. And this is what we're finding again and again, because they grow a bit, let it revert wild, and they've been doing this all the way through. And like I say, I have so far 25 civilizations that have went missing. So I think we're talking hundreds and millions of people, because look, Millions of people just kind of disappear. If they move north, south, east, or west, they leave a trail. The only way to disappear without leaving a trail is to go up the way. And when you look at their religion, their religion had an end time where their gods were coming back to save them from destruction of the world. It's the same theme that's played over and over. So the Muslims have an end time scenario. Um, um, In Hinduism, there's an end time scenario. There's all these different things and if you're a Hindu, you believe that. If you're Muslim, you believe that. If you're a Christian, you believe that. Ultimately, what it's all saying is someone's coming back from the sky, coming down to earth and taking people away. That's that's what it all boils down to in the end, mate. And what they do is they create so much confusion because, say, for example, past lives, right? Say, say, say that. 
Right. Do you start as a, a, a an amoeba? You know, do you have so many lives as an animal? Do you, mm. when could you stop the process? And what about nature? What about when nature says, look, you know, there's a population explosion and it's needing new souls? How does that work? Yeah. So see when, and in the end, that comes from probably Hinduism, certainly one of the Eastern philosophies. Yeah. What it does is it clashes with Christianity. That's so what you find is, yeah, they all ultimately say the same thing. They're all about a small group of people controlling massive groups of people. That's what it always comes down to me. So this is what you see again and again. So whether you are calling the gods or whether you're asking the aliens to come in because we need the Arturians to save us for the reptiles or the Zeta Greys will save us for the Plydens, whatever it is, it's all a big massive deception. It's all a big psyops campaign. The only thing that really explains that is when you look at it through the lens that they're all bad. How can there be, how could every culture have angels or aliens or cryptids, how could they always be there through everyone? You know, and like say, you're talking about like the past life regression. Well, don't forget, I'm saying the shadow people is photonic matter. You know, they can build different ones that come back as King Xerxes or come back as a spirit who was at Atlantis. Mm. Their technology is so far ahead. It's unbelievably frightening. And don't forget, I mean, there's over a hundred sort of alien species Types been identified now, and there are some that are supposedly pure energy. What do you think that energy is, Chris? It has to be photonic matter. You know, and these ones are so advanced they've now left their bodies behind. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You can't leave your body behind. You know, the group of humans that are doing this, I've called them the PESHA, and PESHA is an acronym, and it starts for Parasitic Engineered Cannibalistic Human Aggressors. Because I had to find some way to differentiate them for us. So they have engineered... So these, are these actual humans, you would say? These are, these are actual... These are, for the one who are, these are the gods. These are the ones that control. These were all born a women, right? They took control of their own planet and then they created... Because don't forget, there's no morals now. There's, there's nothing to stop it. Why would you put a, a, a young person into a battle scene when you could produce a dogman Make it psychotic. See, we think you're a super soldier with the night vision goggles and the big BT-47. No, no, no. A super soldier is just standing there like a dog man. Absolutely nothing. Doesn't need nothing. Doesn't yeah. need a weapon. It is the weapon. See, and already a, a, a biotech companies have started, you know, patented genes in order to do this. They're now actually starting to create their own super soldiers because... There's nobody to answer to. There's no parents to inquire about their child's sort of death, anything like that. Unfortunately, this is where it goes with all human civilizations. Once a genetic engineering, once the genie's out the bottle, there's no going back, Chris. And when you look at CRISPR technology, what it can do now is just simply amazing. So all different bits. So even if, even if the Americans say we're not looking to build super soldiers. They can the Chinese are, so they're going. This is why they want to get a hold of the cryptids, because they try to understand where the cryptids are coming from. And let me assure you, none of the governments of the world have any idea what's going on. Or they could tell you that there's been crashed UFOs. They can maybe tell you who's got what UFO. But they're getting deceived as well. You know, they're getting played as well. Everybody's getting played. They're none of them, their friends. They're all our enemies, mate. 
all our enemies. Well, that's what you think when you look at genetics and like doll of the sheep. What was that in the 80s? That was like late 80s, was it not? I, I see it around about that time, maybe beginning of the 90s, maybe. Mm-hmm. But there, there was a there was a clone, so there it started. So once you start thinking about it, what could be done, you know, there's a jellyfish, it's called a mortal jellyfish. It grows and then re- re- goes back to its, its juvenile stage. So see in the Bible when it's talking about the tree life, Chris, what it's talking about is all the genes with the branches of the tree life. If you have access to all these different genes, then you can make yourself immortal. But there's a terrible price to pay for immortality. Because the first thing that has to stop, if death stops, breeding has to stop. And if breeding has to stop, well, what's the point of having women? Because, look, on, on earth, you married maybe 70 years very top. Yeah, that's what a normal couple is. You try and be a couple for thousands of years, I'll guarantee you what's going to happen. They're going to split down. They're going to be regrouped, different bonds for you. Because what they don't want is pair bonding. You have to be bonded to the colony. You have to do absolutely everything to be in this group, including castrated. They're also castrated. Because what's the point of having testicles hanging down that get ripped off in an accident? An accident only happens once every million years because you fall down the stairs. But if you try to live forever, these things come into play. These things actually happen. Exactly. And this is why you see some of the cryptids, again, like the rake and that, they didn't have nothing dangling down because they get ripped off going to a branch. But then again, neither does agree. So... We're getting all these clues that there's there's cloning going on, there's genetic engineering, everything going on. You know, if a if a if a lion is a cat person, we'll swap the cat genes for dog genes, and you've got a dog man. It's just the same thing. It's all getting moved about, and it's a difficult thing for people to accept. I totally I I mean, it's it's hard that you mean you can't and. I know a lot of its theories and that as well, but I mean, I, I know I get, I get where you're, you're coming from, because like there's a lot of kind of this information's out there in different facets, and it's like yeah. putting it all together and stuff. I understand that. Yeah, but, See, uh, they take that, the you, truth. you can imagine, you can imagine like it's hard enough to to explain to somebody that there's maybe like a, a Sasquatch sighting, let alone a dogman sighting, <laughs> yeah. let alone seeing them Never together in a sighting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then let alone try to link it to yeah, the they're no actually they're no actually fee here. They're somewhere else and all that. That's right. They're actually an alien species. You know, they might have used genes for this planet. You know, they maybe took a the gorilla genome, the 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 wolf genome, and took bits for it. But they've been creating and put down on this planet, and it's very clever because I mean, even things like Nessie, Loch Ness monster. Look, how difficult do you think that is to make that? You know, I suspect that the bodies for a seal, you know, take the genes for a giraffe to make the long neck, give it the box head and a horse, you know, put the flippers, and the oh, you find these things again and again. So see all these so-called monster sightings across the world. They take them out of one loch, put them in a different lake, take them out, but I like that. And what this does is, what they're trying to do here is they make us doubt reality. You see? So, and if you didn't think that's working, Chris, there are actually people who think the earth is flat. You know, everything's starting to, what was taken as, as truth has now fallen to bits. So, and there's this nonsense about the veil thinning. No, there's no veil. There isn't any veil. This is all just an illusion that somehow something's seeping through. Nothing's seeping through. It's getting put down. And they know, the pressure know, at some point it's going to be worked out. Now, to give you an example, see somebody like Paul Sinclair, 
right? I have needed somebody like Paul has been selected on purpose for us. When you look at, when you read Paul's book, The Night People, the things that are going on for him, that were happening to him, you know, they could only be explained by technology, right? So he awakes and sees six greys in his room, but then I could go to the Bible, Luke 24, 31, and find where Jesus suddenly appears in a room, teleported down, you know, and then disappears out again. It's like you're missing 411. I'm willing to bet the majority of them what's happening is the UFO's up, it's above there, it's punched in the coordinates. When the person walks into these coordinates, bang, because they would just disappear in an instant. You wouldn't see nothing else. They would just simply disappear in total silence. That's what happens with a portal, Chris. That's what's going on. It's the only way to explain it. But they do different ways. So sometimes maybe a dogman will be seen. So the dogman will take a child. The child gets to see the dogman. Dogman keeps it for a couple of days. Dogman returns it. Child says, oh, the bear man took me away. Just to keep confusing it. They always try to put in red hairs in order to upset what's thinking. Interesting than that enough. I was um I was talking about that story last night. Who was I talking to about it? Um about the missing four one one anyway, and about the story where um about obviously people going missing and just, just try to give them a, a quick synopsis of what missing four one one was. And I was talking about the stories where um children going missing found like up a mountain or 14 yeah. miles away or two mountain exactly. ranges where they couldn't have got there and then exactly. saying that the that the the bear man had looked after them or, or whatever yeah. and things like that that's right um and that, i mean these stories are, are out there you know what i mean these stories kind of happened and that's what the the kids said happened and all that kind of stuff and they were yeah. they they go i can think that story where it was a case of um somebody tried to traverse the the kind of distance and couldn't do it and they were like a survivalist or yeah, and special force or whatever. Couldn't yeah. couldn't do it. Just basically say that's no, that's impossible. Yeah, they, even for like getting you know, that guy to traverse like over the mountain ranges to that yeah. point where that wind was. Um, but I, I mean, it's but it's, it's, so in regards to like your dogman stories and things like that. I mean, what's well, even even that aside, what stories out there have intrigued you the most through time? I mean, there's when I, that time when I had messages in the, the chat and had says to you, look, I can a dog man's a thing that's happening where I am now, about three, four miles from here. Mm-hmm. It's a place called Falkland Hill. And what's happening is the dog walkers, they're describing it, they're see, saying they're seeing a bear walking on its back legs. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I knew the, 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 the stepdaughter of one of the... the the woman that was seen it, so I went and seen her, and I at first she was a bit suspicious. Oh, what you asked me that for? But she says she eventually she told me, Chris. So they walk along, they come to this car park, they see this thing. It clearly lets itself be seen. I mean, they're not trying to hide themselves here. I mean, they're running in front of cars, the local windows. That's not an animal, doesn't do that? Yeah. You know, people are walking past to hear a growl. They're looking at Paul's last documentary. Exact same thing happened again. They're showing themselves. But back to that story, what's happening is they were coming along and this they were seeing this thing and then it was just walking away and it was getting really regular that all the dog walkers were talking about. So there's this wee part in five outside Glen Rothas where yeah. there's dozens of people who have seen this thing. So I say to her, you must be disappointed you can't walk your dog there again. She looked at me and she says, what do you mean, do you walk my dog there again? She said, of course I walk the dog there. She says, I'm not fucking stop walking my dog there because I'm seeing that. I mean, typical, I mean, just, yeah. Just yeah. absolutely, that's right. 
So she says, all we do now is put the, the dog on the lead, the lead when we're coming to this point, in case we see it, just so we're on. But they're not interested in going to the authorities. It's no bother name, and you'll often find that. So the people at Styron and Loch Ness, they're not interested in, they don't care whether people believe it's there or not. They, they've seen it themselves. And this is what you're finding. And if you take, for example, Paul's channel, what Paul's got 7,000 subs. So if Paul puts something out that these people trust Paul with, and then these subs tell their families and friends about them, and then there's dozens of these channels there. I mean, that's where you're going yourself, Chris, with, with that sort of thing. So this is about information going into the, the, the general population, no coming for the government. Because the government's obviously caring about the dogmen and not. But they're trying to just no create any panic. So they're not going to admit to anything. So it's like ramping it up. Everything's getting ramped up all, all around the world. I mean, how can dogmen in Canada act the same way as dogmen in the south of England, as the same as dogmen in France, where they're walking out like themselves be seen? Hmm. How can all these different entities all around the world know that they're acting in unison with other ones? I mean, that shouldn't be happening. The only thing to explain that is they're all part of the same force. And this is what I think is going on. Yeah, the interesting thing you said there in regards to um, the police and Fife, the Falkland Hill, but I mean, there's a, there are places, it's not too far from there as well. Um, there's a forest, can't mind the name of the forest. Um, but I uh, I joined... Uh, Blair Adam. Under, sorry? Blair Adam. Kelly Woods. Maybe. I'll, I'll need to dig it out again and, and look at it, but um, I, I joined a couple of forestry forums and um, I was like starting threads with what was the strangest thing you found in the forest? Right. And I, once we got past the things like, yeah, old Jimmy turning up in time and, and things like that <laughs> and a couple of and all that kind of yeah. stuff. People actually started to come out with some stuff. And um, the... The place in Fife came up a number of times in regards to like like large black cat sightings and things like that. That's right. Aye, so That's right. That that came up there, and I'll need to dig out the forest again. I mean, I'll go See, back to the the, the They're no kept in the same place all the time. Maybe in America, maybe the big forest America, there are there are certain bits. But what I believe is they're put down. Their mission is to be seen by a certain amount of people, certain amount of encounters, and every now and again, if they meet the right person, who's out in the woods at two o'clock, they're allowed to take them, but they're not allowed just to run riot. And you'll notice this about the cryptid kills with sheep down in England and that. They will maybe hit a field, maybe slaughter 20, 15, 20 sheep, and then it stops. You know, they're not allowed to leave patterns that's constantly getting tied. And you'll often find three cryptids in the same bit, so there'll be a dogman getting seen, there'll be a sasquatch getting seen, and there's a big cat getting seen, right? So... A hundred people know something strange is getting seen, but they can't decide what's getting seen. 30% of them seen a big car, 30% of them seen a dog man, 30% of them seen a Sasquatch. And this is how they do it. And I know that the Wild Animals Act, you'll know what I'm talking about, the release of carts, that that seems to make sense for it. But <laughs> I actually believe, see, the, 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 this group, these Pesha, they have military animals, just as we have dogs and that, that we use. And what they do is, they give these animals two things. They give them a human brain and they give them a human voice box. So some of these big cats, I really believe these are genetically engineered and have a human brain in them and have a human voice box. Now think about this, Chris. Think about looking into a big panther's face and saying, right, this is your mission. You're going to go here. You're going to see this. This is where genetic engineering leads to. 
because I just find it awfully suspicious that, say, on Darkmoor, there's these three cryptids getting seen. You know, there really isn't enough food to really support one. It's just, just no there. Well, and it's getting seen in, what is it getting seen in Dartmoor, as in the guard's place? I'm most, I can't mean it was Dartmoor or Exmoor, but what's happening, there's a big cut in sight and sort of thing. There's one that's getting referred to a wolf-type thing, and there's one that's, that, that, that's a, a clear like a, a, a woodwouse, a, a, a Sasquatch-type thing. Right. And you'll find this again and again. You'll find these, and that's the same with your paws. You know, there's a big cut getting seen. Yeah. There's yeah. The, the dog man. So it's the same thing. And look, these things aren't going to be happy with each other, but they tolerate each other because they're all in the same force. And when you see how they break it up like that, and it becomes... So think about this. Dog man, wolf genes. Ape man, ape genes. Pig man, pig genes. Lizard man, lizard genes. And so on and so on and so on. Minotaur, man with bull genes. You know, in the mythology and that. They're taking a human genome and they're splicing in animal features. And as for the so-called superpowers I have, oh, I absolutely. I mean, there's things that they shouldn't be able to do. So see the cloak in, right? This is what I believe has gone on. I believe they've engineered the electric eel. You get these electric producing organs. There's three types. And what I believe is happening is these electric organs are engineered into these entities and they're able to produce electromagnetic energy. So what's happening when they're cloaking is they're releasing this electricity this electricity is causing an electromagnetic field, and the light photons are going straight through the, the electromagnetic field, thus rendering invisible. You know, there's what I call the super glide. When you look up and a sudden the dog man's tree, it just seems to move in total silence. In fact, in Wolflands, uh, uh, Jeff, the gamekeeper, he talks about seeing it just gliding along across the top of the ground, naturally moving its legs. Yeah, that's but, a, a lot of people say the same. Like, I mean, reports of Sasquatch, they say it's, like, it's almost like on an elevator. That's right. That's right. Well, what I believe is going on here, there's called the atmospheric electricity. And the higher you go up, the mere atmosphere, the mere electricity you encounter. If you've got a huge electromagnetic field, you're interacting with that electricity. What I believe is they're literally drawing electricity for the 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 the, the, the sky. Earth's crust has a negative charge. If the cryptid produces a negative charge, it's going to lift. If it produces in a different way, it can produce thrust. And it's the same with the flying cryptids. I mean, how many times has a mothman just went straight up in the air without flapping his wings? Yeah. How is he able to do that? There has to be another power source going on here, Chris. Mm-hmm. And if you're producing that and they're using it, again, there's a thing called transcranial magnetic stimulation. And the doctors use it to try and stimulate patients' brains that have had uh, strokes. And they use magnetic fields to increase or decrease the blood flow in the brain. Now, how many times you hear the people, they encounter a cryptid, they're looking at the cryptid, next thing they pass out cold, they wake up several hours later. What I believe is happening is these cryptids have been taught the precise... In fact, the other good one is the sleep paralysis. When they wake, I, I reckon there's two types of sleep paralysis. There's a natural sleep paralysis where you're in, for a couple of seconds you come to yourself, but there's yeah. another kind. And what happens, there's usually an entity there. And that entity is producing the exact frequency for you to disengage your limbs so that you don't thrash it. You know, again and again, when you really start to get into it, it's frightening. I mean, it's absolutely frightening. There's a one thing, just on that note, where, um, going back to Paul again, when, when he was talking about, in regards to when he kind of was having a bit of an out-of-body experience, when... Um, 
uh, I'm going off on a tangent here, but he woke up and there was a thing on his chest, like this yeah. blue thing on his chest. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it was almost like it was maybe trying to put him into that kind of um, basically, I don't know, out of body experience, or it was Dane Sahan and he was out of body and he'd seen it. Well, and, and there was one thing I kind of remembered as well when it would right at the start. Right at the start, when uh, when he was talking about like in the night people as well, and he was talking about the the thing whispering in his ear, and the thing it, it, it reminded me. I know it's a bit of a tangent, this, but that the thing it reminded me of was it was almost like a um, what's it called again? A mantra. It was mm-hmm. saying in his ear. Yeah. Right? It was um. It say I can't remember the wording, but it said like a three letter syllable. That's right. Yeah, and continually right. say that, and yeah. it was almost like a mantra. And like we, some basically practices that you can do to do mantras and all that kind of stuff. There are some that actually can help you produce an out of body experience and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, certain mantras can. And to yeah. me, the, the, and I know that that means I've looked at some stuff like that. And the first thing yeah. I thought of when I seen that. With the thing whispering in his ear is like yeah, ah, that's trying to induce that. that. That's trying yeah. to that's trying to induce that. I mean, yeah, and that's I mean that that's, I definitely thought that. I mean, I kind of and when it went further on the book and he had this the blue thing on his chest, and then um, I kind of thought like either that thing was trying to induce it or it's happened and he's caught it in the act of what it's doing kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, uh, yeah, and that's right. See what you're saying about the mantra. But ultimately, what's coming, what's happening there is there's a specific frequency that's getting said. You know, it's coming, but there's nothing in here that's out, out with the laws of physics or the laws of nature, Chris. You know, if that's what's gone on, and it may well be that part of that's what's gone on, it induces that, but it's the frequency that's getting used. And again and again, you find that, you know, the, the hardness sort of, so you'll find a lot of the paranormal entity, it happens when there's, you know, areas of the land where there's uh, disturbances in the electromagnetic field, you yeah, know, yeah. things like that, because that extra energy, and when the pyramids are classic one, mate, you can yourself, they, they seem to be on hot spots for energy that that increase everything like that. So any natural occurring things might be increased even more. And the other thing is, what that lets the earth scientists come along and say, oh, look, it's only happening because this energy's there. They're not really seeing it. So again, it's always about cleverly mixing the natural up with the supernatural, the normal with the paranormal, you know, it's, it's, it's really clever. So what brought you to the conclusion that, I know you can, I know it's like for, for different sources and looking at that, you can you can tie a lot of the, um, like abduction scenarios where we, a, a lot of different phenomena and aliens and that, you can link it all together, right? There is, it's all kind of linkable, but what, what kind of took you to the conclusion that um, they're all... I mean, what I'm getting at, so you, you know the paranormal. So for me, for example, the paranormal is all linked, right? Yeah. Some, at some level or another, right? Some level or another. What, what brought you to the conclusion that a lot of them are working together in regards to, like, um, demean, I think, and humanity or whatever? But because there were clearly lies, you know, there were there were things that the aliens were allegedly saying that didn't make sense. You know, I knew. Look, if if you're able to turn up on a planet 
you've got really superb technology. You're not tra travelling across space, Chris, you're going through it. So, for example, there were things that allegedly was getting said that I knew wasn't right. You know, couldn't be right. So I knew they were lying. And again, that was just because I was lucky, because I was a wee kid, I was grounded in science and nature and that. So there's been two or three different things. And then once I went in, I mean, didn't get me wrong, I've had to reset my beliefs again and again and again. You can't imagine how many times I thought I was on the right track and then something came along that I, I, I had to, to yeah. stop yeah. And do that's that. You do that. You change your yeah, ideas. You, that. you get different theories, and you can even look at stuff or you add to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that, that's it. So it was this this multiple thing was going on, and I I, I met a guy, and, and he told me some things that really blew my mind, and that was because he says to me, "Look, you have to pursue this full time. You have to stop working. You have to do this." This requires your fullest attention. He says, if you believe what I'm telling you about this other group, he, he didn't, he, he, he hadn't long work to say at that point. So he didn't realise it was another group of humans or that. He, he just knew it was a group of aliens that were somehow behind what was going on and that they were masquerading as the gods. So but since I was a wee kid, I knew, somehow I knew that somebody was going to tell me this big, amazing secret thing. And I always thought it would be like, say, the next files, a man would come up to the government. This was in my head how I thought it was going to happen. Whereas it was this, so it was an intelligent old man who had devoted his life to, to sort of strange things as well. And he put me on the track. That he, he showed me that all religion was a deception. So as long as I kept a hold of that point, right, as long as I didn't get caught up in that, I would eventually get through to what was going on. And that's part of how it has, it's happened for me today. Because I was in a, a bad car accident and then I had to get up my work. So it, it was almost a stroke of luck because, I mean, getting up your job and that, when you book kids and that, Chris, can that's asking a lot. But obviously, if I really believe there's going to be an alien invasion and they're going to take the world, then if there's ever a time to get up your job and pursue your studies, this was it. But at that point, going back there 25 years ago, that was difficult. But just serendipity, I'd been in this accident, I was in a bad way, and that, you know, working was, was an issue for me anyway. So I would have just been sat in the house. So instead of just sitting in the house, I had all this stuff to kind of fully and go down. But sometimes I've followed a thread for years and then had to give it up. I mean, the amount of times I've had to go back, and this time I was determined that I was not going to break cover until I was absolutely sure I could sit with a guy like yourself and have a conversation you know, and try to answer what was going on. Because, I mean, we've only really covered a, a tiny bit yet. I know, that's what I was going to say, that. I mean, because I know you've got you've got loads and loads of research that you've done, and, and it's you can explain where you've been with it. I mean, and it's hard to try and explain it in the space of, like, that's a couple right. hours, an hour and a half. No, yeah. I mean, the right. like, it's just like, because you've got, obviously, there's, there's loads of different parts to it, and there's loads of different kind of ideas yeah. to it. And it's like, trying to kind of thread that together in an hour and a yeah. half. It's, yeah. it's hard to do in any sense, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I mean, that, that's... I mean, it, was, I, I'm going for the book now, okay, that's me. I, I, I'm starting to put it together because I'm finally thinking right now, I can do now. Even going back a few years ago, Chris, you know, I wasn't that confident. I've, I've had to wait until science has caught up to prove the things that I've suspected all along. So the genetic engineering, if I tried to see this 10 years ago, 
it didn't exist. You can't, you would be laughed off. But now when you see what's getting done with genetic engineering, you know, a man with a pig's heart is a chimera. They're two different species blended together. Yeah. Like yeah. a dog man is, and, and a Sasquatch, you know, a rake. You know, when I've seen it like that, everything could be explained. But then that just made it all the more horrifying to me because that went, oh, well, if that's right, then does this mean this right? You can't, when you're reading the Bible, because obviously the Bible's one of the big ones they know. So when you read the book of Revelation, and it's written for about 2,000 years in the future, so it was written about 2,000 years ago, and it's yeah. the angels of the Lord are going to come and gather together for the great feast of God, where you'll dine on the bodies of kings and, and, and lay people. You know, when you see things like that, or the angel's going to put you in the wine press, you know, so you get this image of you getting the blood squeezed that you take and take the resources for your body crust. I mean, it, it's all there, mate. It's frightening. That's <laughs> all there, eh? No, I mean, that's that's the thing. I'll need to, I'll need to send you a couple of books. I'll get the one sent to you um, to Paul Wallace. Um, yeah, aye, that would be... find him interesting because yeah. it, it lays a lot of this stuff out like this. And as I said, this guy came from... Some of the theories are slightly... He's talking about basically um, that the, it was the same kind of thing. It was like it was like farmed and basically bit for crops. Yeah. And then it, we kind of, kind of went on for there and it was like multiple different races, as in like who were overseeing that. Yeah. And then, or people watching it or coming back to yeah. it and then going for there. But it's really, really interesting, his story, because... I, I find it interesting because he has background to where he came from. Yeah, you know I mean? he's not just he's he's again, he's been involved in it. No, I mean it's not just yeah. Uh, See, uh, saying coming out in regards to like we've been part of the legend. He's actually been part of it, looking at yeah, any stuff in it. So so inside yeah. One one of the books where it does um he goes through quite a lot of places where the reptilians have been portrayed. Right. And you can, you can and he identifies it, yeah, in the thingy. And then there's another one of the other books where he goes on is it basically goes through like the, um, the Bible and yeah, how it should read with the certain interpretations. And, and maybe the book Enoch as well, the Watchers aye, and things aye, like aye, that. Aye, yeah, yeah. Like that. Aye. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll I'll get you I'll get you an address after and I'll send you a few of them few. Yeah. Well, um, but I mean, totally interesting. I mean, as I mean, end of the day, I mean. Walking the everybody kind of in this field looking at stuff. I mean, you as I mean, like yourself. I mean, I'll I'll look at a lot of different. Um, you read a lot of literature. You watch a lot of stuff. You know what I mean. And you take snippets of what you think. I mean, kind of. I know me anyway. Like what kind of marries into, yeah. or just maybe just or just it's another tick in the box for actually yeah. what's actually happening another kind of area. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that's and what I'm saying there with the whole kind of. Things with for me with the, the kind of the aspect of the farm thing coming for Bob Monroe with the loose thing, and obviously Dolores Cannon, and then obviously like yeah. other things that's coming on for that as well. And I mean even thing like the Silver Man. I mean that's one of them as well. That's another thing. This being appears is silver, so you have this image of the, the alien thing. What is the effect? It goes so fast, it can keep up with cars, which you shouldn't be able to do. So if this is true, then this should be affecting virtually everybody in the world. So I believe that everybody's on a stone throw away from some sort of cryptids, some sort of legend, some sort of UFO sign. I mean, you know the UFO signs in Scotland have been, have been phenomenal. When yeah, you look yeah. at Roslyn Chapel, the connection there, and there's 
Paul's ancestor there and all that. So this is what they're doing. They're getting this out to everybody, and it's just uh, what has really gone on. We came, someone's gone on, but we just didn't care what's going on. And we came, we can't trust the government, Chris. You know, yeah. They, yeah. they have their own agenda, you know. An interesting thing as well, where, and I, I can link into it again, and you can read into it a bit more, but, and he said that a few times, like, you know, Gary Nolan, um, Dr. Gary Nolan, the, the Harvard yeah. professor who looked into um, the brain study, he, basically people had close proximity, UAPs or UFOs, so we still call them UAP. Um, <laughs> UFOs and um, so this is people in the government and he was like basically contracted with the CIA to actually look at the brain scans of people and he said he could identify people who had like close proximity wow. um, things with their brains the, the brain with them right, right. So, like some kind of issue and I think it was something that was linked no link but some off kind of the same as Havana syndrome and stuff like that but Right. Some people died it and all that kind of stuff. I've got quite a lot of people died it, and they looked at um, is it, is it, is it John Burroughs for um, Bentwater who was in the Rendlesham Forest thing as well. Um, I'm sure they, I'm sure they looked at his as well. Study he was part of it. So this guy Gary Nolan. So the way I see with him the now for the, the he talks about as if he's in the know. I mean, it's a Harvard professor, right? Right. Um, he's been. I mean. In regards to this, he's quite outspoken about like UFOs and stuff like that now. But you know the way he talks that he's obviously in the know somehow. He's in like the secret yeah. college or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Secret college, everybody doesn't know it. It's like either people who are maybe studying this back in the day who were maybe um, scientists or whatever and didn't want to come forward or whatever. But I mean, that's like any generalization here. But um, in regards to the stuff that he knows, He's in a group now, I reckon he's in a group now, where they, they share information. And he sometimes outwardly comes out and talks about stuff. And he's come right. out and talked about like different numbers of species. He's also talked about um, people talking, there was like, he was getting interviewed a wee while back. And somebody was saying um, about obviously if this was real. And they asked him, I said, what, what, what do you think in regards to like the, the alien Kenny hypothesis is it and he's like, I, I know 100 percent is real. Right. Yeah. And he also said, people are saying, Well, this was in a different interview, but they said to him in one of the questions, I think I'm not saying it correctly about, but I know the kind of the, the rough kind of aspect there. They said to him, um, what was it? So what was what would be kind of everybody's interpretation of this coming forward and knowing about UFOs? Are they going to cause mass hysteria or what's it going to be like for the public and all this kind of stuff and he said well there's a lot of things can happen you know what I mean he said well it was really one thing for example he said what if you what if you what if we found out that you were farmed what if you found that you were at the top of the food chain yeah. right so that's him right he's one of the ones the top ones are now who's in the know of this right along right. with you've got other so he's in the kind of scientific aspect there invented loads of stuff have a professor and um, he's quite outspoken about it. You know he's in the know, right? You've got Lou Elizondo, right? Lou Elizondo yeah. came out. He used to work in the ATIP programme, right? Came out for the government, done loads of podcasts, trying to get out the word out there, talking about everything. And um, and he'd said as well that they basically um, the same kind of thing. What if you found that you were on the part of the, if you were on the top of the food chain? Yeah. Right? And then so you're getting that, that kind of kind of. Do you think that's a preparation, Chris? Do you think that's what they're? I, well, see, see, personally, I think 
I mean, personally, I think that obviously they know there's like a part of the government that, that wants it out, a part of the government that doesn't want it out, but I think the, the part that wants it out knows something's going to happen and they're trying to push it out yeah. before whatever it is happens. Yeah. Before it is going to happen, yeah. right? I'm not saying I buy into the whole aspect that there's going to be an end-of-day scenario or there's going to be a rapture event and anything like that, but yeah. what, what I'm saying is that it's head towards something, mate. Yeah. Aye, I mean, you, well, you've got like you've got experiencers say it's heading towards something. You've got people in the religion say it's heading towards something, and you've got these these people coming out. They're trying to push this out for some reason, right? And it's, I don't think it's just a case of they're, pu- they're pushing it. That's been a it's been a program. You're talking about the UFO and the committees in that America. Aye, 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 like, aye. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about. I mean, the committees that are going on and the hearings are going on and all that kind of stuff. They're just obviously doing the rounds and, and trying to get this out, right? So they're trying to fight against to get it out, right? But there's some push within the government trying to get this out. And there's people who are in the know about certain things. And they know there's either something's going to happen or whatever, right? And you get now you get people like John Ramirez, who worked in the CIA for a good number of years, and um, he's come out as an experiencer. And he's talking about, um, well... He changed that. He had one podcast. He said he knows in an official capacity that there's going to be some type of event in 2027, right? Um, Chris Bledsoe, who had recently, you know, he came out as an experiencer, got a, got a book. I mean, he's like a he's like a abductee stroke experiencer, right? Still sees things, some things still visit him, and he's, where he stays and all that kind of stuff. Brought right. out a book recently called UFO of God, and. Um, he had said that there's going to be something in 2026, the end of 2026, 27, something like that. And that John Ramirez had mentioned that a few times, but he didn't allude to what it was. He just basically said he heard in an official capacity there's some type of event. Lou Elizondo on another podcast had said, I need to dig out what it was, but he said something like about um, where we're going to probably... I think somebody asked him a question about kind of... When it's like where it's going to go, how it's going to get out, the whole kind of story is going to get. Out. And he said, "Well, it might it might not be for any of us. It might not be for that. It might be something, um, something else. Might see something like the James Webb or something like that." And yeah, yeah. But he doesn't say when you watch his interviews and stuff like that. Like Will is on the Disney say nothing that he doesn't need to say, right? Right. And he's always got. I mean, I'm not saying an agenda, but when he's when he's saying certain things, it's like you're thinking. He knows something about why he's saying that, right? yeah. And he's also said as well. He also talked about like a thing where he was getting in a podcast, and somebody was asking about like, um, this is what he said. When you listen, when you listen to some of the things he says, right, he he, he chooses his words wisely, and he, but he says things to get a kind of point across, so people or some people will understand it. And he was talking about like um, um somebody was asking a question about like aliens and all that kind of stuff and are they are, again are they why would they know one in the right of lawn or, or whatever that whole kind of cliche or whatever and he says something like well again what if they're already here or what if they're this what if they're that and he says I'll give you an example and he says when you've got the pandas and the zoo in China or whatever else they've got like um. They've got panda keepers who dress up as pandas and they're in the enclosure with them. So they didn't um, frighten them or spook them or anything like that and they can can still kind of 
thing of it. And he said, then you've got another thing. He, he talked about a certain animal, which is which can basically change its shape or colour and all that, like chameleon like and stuff. Yeah. And he was talking about things like that, about basically saying there's like they could be here fitting in amongst us kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is coming from a guy who ran like the ATIP program, right? And came out of the government. So yeah. if you watched all his kind of stuff, right? When you go right through his interviews and all that kind of stuff, there's other things he's been asked as well. And he said he talked about um because if you were here on earth as a civilization, and he said, and he said if you were going to um try and have some kind of marker or, or something here, how would you keep it? He asked this guy, Kurt Jamungoldas, right? Who's like a um he's a, he's a mathematician, physicist kind of guy, right? But he's got like a podcast called Theory of Everything. And he'd said, um, he said, Well, how would you, what would you do? He said, Well, maybe I would maybe I would make some kind of like a a stone or some kind of unperishable stone or whatever, so it wouldn't diminish. He goes, well, what if it was on Earth? He says, when you look back, he says, we can only record our time scope back to about 8,000 years ago, then there's nothing. He says, because obviously the way the Earth can, um, basically you've got like all the kind of Earth and the processes in the Earth and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the stages. Overlays like itself and all that kind of stuff. So there's no records, like, there's no lot of records going back past 8,000 years ago. So, how would you record something if it was like if you were before that? And he says, well, maybe I would. He, the other guy said, well, maybe I would put something in like a, a retrograde, a retrograde or, orbit, um, so it could be found later. And then he said, well, that's if it stays in that orbit. Yeah. And then he, then he went on to say, this is Lou Elizondo saying this. He goes, then he goes, well, what about if you had put like information in DNA, right? Yeah. You put information in DNA. And he started talking about a bit. I need to go back and because it's been a while since I kind of followed him. I used to kind of cut the clips out and stuff and and, and look at all these different kind of things that some people wouldn't catch on to. And he was he was he was talking about um a change for seventy thousand years ago for what happened to us. And I mean, and there's like a, there's a lot of different ones like that. It's worth going back and kind of looking at them. Yeah. I used to post them up just and just be snippets of bits. Where, um, especially with that and this guy like John Ramirez, but you've got like quite a lot of high level people coming out. Like you've got Lou Zondo, you've got like um, Jim Simivan, you've got um, what do you call it, John Ramirez, all credible people, all seem genuine. I'm not saying they're not getting any kind of, but it's like they're trying to get this out there, right? Yeah. And then if you look back before all that kind of came out, right, you had Tom DeLong came out. Um, Probably about 2016, um, was, or maybe slightly before, or maybe slightly after. It was before like the Tic Tac event came and all that, right? He was on Joe Rogan. He was talking about. He was talking about obviously where, um, how he kind of started in regards to trying to get the information, going to kind of approaching the governments and all that kind of stuff, and saying that he could probably get it out there better than they could. The information, all that kind of stuff, and this, 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 and this. Wasn't he getting any traction? Then he got somebody approached him and saying, right, we'll take you to see this guy. And then he ended up seeing somebody else. They went and seen somebody in NASA, right? And they gave him and they gave him some information. So he ended up had this, he got the company obviously to the Stars Academy. And then he was in talks with guys for Lockheed Martin, well, for skunk box and stuff like that. He was in talks with generals and stuff like that, talking about different things they'd found. And they he, he talked, they talked about other stuff. Where it's um that you say that totally 
scared him. Yeah. Right? It totally scared him. And that he's never relayed, right? But he's, he's so he ended up, he had different things come out. He had like the book scenarios, um, Secret Machines, and that was like, there was other people involved in that, um, writing it as well. But like, then the, the thing that can he, he comes out with as well, where he, he puts post-it, he put a post-it recently, which was like, this is, this thing is more, and and it can't be, if you think of this, it can't, this can't just be, um, things like just UFOs coming on or being ETs or just the discovery of that, right? I'll go back to that in a minute because when he was talking about before bringing this out, it was on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan thought he was like fucking nuts, right? And then in 2017, the Tic Tac videos hit. He right. had all these guys working. He had he had Lula Zondo. He had like Jim Semivan. He had one of the guys for Lockheed Martin, Steve Justice working for him on, on this... Um, on the what do you call it the to the stars academy people got right. to develop documentaries try and get the word out day films and try and actually develop the technology right and then um, so that actually came to fruition he was doing that and then it was a case of when hillary clinton lost the election and they had that hacking scandal and stuff like that they found emails between tom DeLong, john podesta which is her second in command oh, that's right um, that's right they had, and they also had um the guy called General McCaslin, who's supposed to be one of the, the keeper at the time, one of the keepers of the program, the actual the program, or whatever. So that 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 all kind of thing came to fruition. So again, doing the line a bit when he comes out with statements now and again, we're saying one of the ones he said recently, he said, This thing, knowing this thing is more scary than I was it scary, I know the word was scary or no, but he said more scary than Nine um, Eleven, COVID, and all the all the world all together. together, right? So I can't kind of think on that. I mean, like, what's what's he actually been told? Has he been told the truth for a start? Has he been has he maybe been told like a like a a top secret lie, right? But at the same time, he seemed to know. Can kind he? Of, I mean, they were sharing information with him, and then they ended up like he was doing all that kind of stuff. I don't know what happened there because it ended up kind of fell it fell down. I don't know if maybe he was talking too much or they just got that bit of agenda out first and they moved on to something else now. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, when you look at all that kind of stuff going on and you've got all these wee snippets behind the scene, you know what I mean? It, it, it does make you think. Yeah, that's right, man. You know what I mean? Uh, it's realist. I mean, you go back four or five, ten years even, and it's, it was kind of an interest you had. But now... It's touching, it's actually relating to you in your life, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it scary because we know everything's about technology. Who has the most advanced technology has the power. It's always been that. And we're about to face someone that just has incredible technology. And we're really at their mercy. But now, I mean, we all this happening. Right, we all this happening and everyone's coming out. I mean, the recent hearings came out, you've had David Grush coming out. You've had, um, there's got to be more hearings happening as well after this. This will just be the start of them. Yeah. Uh, they are trying to kind of, some of them, the, the ones who didn't want it out there are, are pushing back. But I mean, yeah, I, I do think to myself, right, sometimes I do think, well, the ones that are pushing back, are they pushing back because it's probably in our best interest to push back? Yeah. I mean, I think that. Sometimes I do think that. Yeah. I mean, and that's, 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 that's,
Yeah, a lot of us can think to ourselves like, again, like what's again? These are the bad part of the government and all that kind of stuff. People want it because we should know, which is fine. But you've got the other part who didn't want it pushed out. And I do, I do, I do think, think to myself then again, is there a reason behind that? You know what I mean? And, and one thing that always sticks in mind is like when Lou Elizondo said again, he was talking about um, when it's almost like the element surprises away. Because when the element surprises away, he says that's when you attack because like you need to get, you need to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's got that's going to happen or anything like that, right? But you've got all these these different things, and I mean, we know that we know this has been going on. I know, like a lot of these have followed this for years and stuff like that for years. And all that, although I believe, although I believe, and then when some of this stuff's been happening, you're, you're like again, like even a couple of years ago when it was coming out, you're like, this is real. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's so many things that can tie it together now as well. It's no. But at least you're ahead of the curve. Ah, well, I mean, uh, sometimes I mean, sometimes you think that being ahead of the curve, or because you follow it, you follow, you follow the news feeds in it, and all that kind of stuff. Because a lot of Joe public, you talk to these people, you people who didn't follow it, because you didn't see the news cycles. I mean, talk about the UFO kind of aspect. Yeah, yeah. Going the news cycles, I mean, it, it hits like it hits like the American news, no, no, a lot. I mean, like five minute snippets at the end of the weather or whatever else. You still, you're still, you're getting a wee bit more traction now. You get it in some of the the you get it the Guardian follies at noon again a wee bit, but again, it's few and far between. And then you think to yourself where all this stuff's gone on, and you do think he, like the well, I know I think he things like you've got the, the Tom the Long stuff, and you think he. And what is really going on, or what really do they know? Is it quite nefarious? Is it all right, or is it some kind of impending doom, whatever? And then you think to yourself, yeah. it's like, do they really want to know? <laughs> I mean, I do well, want to know, but at the same uh, time, yeah, that's ignorance is blast. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, but that's what, but that's what that choice is getting taken away from us now, Chris. We're not oh, allowed oh, to. Oh, do, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, now, now we're going to have to confront it, mm. and the bottom line is. All these different groups ultimately are trying to do what's right by themselves, right by their, their family. I mean, it's true what Ronald Reagan says. The only thing that will unite the world is, a, is some sort of alien force coming in and bringing us together because then we'll forget our, our problems. I mean, that, that, going back to that statement, I mean, what did he know back then to say that? Yeah, well, obviously he had pretty privileged to certain crashes and that. You know, all that was there. I mean, I believe part of these things with the crashes is that Ultimately, they can't hide them. They're doing it in such a way that eventually the military that were there, eventually as they grow older, they tell their story. It always comes out. It's impossible to keep it a secret. And I think that's all calculated into the, 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 the revelations. But the thing is, yeah. you know, right, where, and going off on another kind of tangent to it and that, right, where like the, the whole reason a lot of this has came out now, apart from it getting pushed out to a certain angle, they've, they've done that to start off with the Tom DeLong thing, got the videos out. They've then went and briefed Congress, right? Like you're talking about Louis Ozando and other people. And then the Congress are, are starting to chase this up now, right? Because it's a money thing, right? Mm -hmm. And all that kind of stuff, right? If quite a lot of this stuff's hidden in private industry, right? And there's like crash retrieval teams in, in yeah. private industry. It's all money. I mean, like, yeah. it's all, it's all, when, when something crashes now, it's total paid up. I mean, it's like, yeah. right, let's get that because we That's can right. do this, 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 and this, right? Yeah. And it's like when, and it was like, on another aspect, like, Avi Loeb was talking on, um, 
and the McGrillens podcast, um, that UFO podcast, um, just I listened to the episode earlier in the day. And in one of the good analogies that he said, what was it he'd said? Um, the day talking about, aye, talking about private industry and the governments, right? And this could be any country because it happens in your country as well. Absolutely. Um, and he said that it's like the same type of relationship between a psychiatrist and their patient. If the patient in the private industry, the private industry are getting paid, they're getting paid after the government to actually look into this and develop it, right? Yeah. At the same time, the government are actually help covering it up and then they're getting yeah. paid to do it. They'll get paid if they develop anything. You yeah. know I mean? Then they're actually, the government, they're getting, they're actually paying the money to actually cover it up as well, which is just a, yeah. a crazy circle, right? But he says it's almost like the, the relationship between a, a patient and a psychiatrist where a psychiatrist um, gets the patient better. They'll no pay them. They lose their, yeah, they lose their money. Yeah. So that's kind of where, that was a good analogy. You know, that's where we are with kind of, which we kind of think for like private industry and the governments in regards to this. See if you can have one question answered, Chris. I mean, if and at all, what 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 question would you like answered most of all? What what's what what's a big sort of drive for you to find out something about? I mean, so in in regards to this, like um, it's, I mean, see the thing with the the whole ET thing or aliens or, or like basically things like um extra dimensional things that end like that. I mean it's I mean that you've got all that kind of stuff going on, but I want to I want to know the links between between um all this and life and death. I'm not just talking about like life after death or anything like that. I'm talking about how the phenomena links into life. Like, no, I'm not even saying life after like like after death or whatever, I'm, I'm kind of talking about how it all kind of links in together. Um, into the spiritual side of it all. Aye, I mean, I wouldn't, even say it's, I wouldn't even say it's like spiritual, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, well, people, other people would say it's spiritual, Paul, but yeah. I would, you know, I mean, uh, I'm just linked how you link the phenomena um, and how it links in with us in regards to life after death, you know what I mean? And, and, and how that is, because there's, because that is linked. It's, absolutely, it's, it's extremely linked, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, with people, with people, uh, life after death stuff or, or experiences and that kind of stuff, right? People can see these things then, or they see things like that then. Yeah, or go somewhere else, right? And um, when you look at the work of Bob Monroe, for example, and he goes through like past life regression, and he also then he goes beyond that to some point where he's came to somewhere else to. The earth, for example, and it's almost like they're coming here to experience something, right? And that's kind of what it is. There's a, there's different things going on. People, like in his aspect, people are coming here to experience things for different places and then get stuck here. Yeah. And they go through the cycles of the past life or the lives, and then they can't escape here because they're, they're linked too much into like the lives. And that kind of story does repeat itself through, through other like Gnostic stuff and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's and right. That, that kind of interests me quite a lot. You know what I mean? That, that interests me quite a lot. It's not just the day we, like life after death. It's nothing like that. It's kind of about like, um, I wouldn't even say where we go when we die. It's where we could probably go when we're here as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that interests me. Big subject yeah. though. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Aye. What about yourself? 
I'll ask the same question to you. So if you could find it, <laughs> <laughs> you probably answered that bit just as well as what I could answer. To be honest with you, mate. I mean, obviously, I want to. I mean, I see the thing is, I didn't want to be right about this, Chris. I mean, it's a bizarre situation. You can It's can if anybody could come along and make better sense of what's getting seen. I would happily go with that. You know, it's no, I yeah. didn't want it to be right, Ken, because then I think, oh no, that means, because there's going to be a bloodbath. There's there's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the, all the religious texts say there's going to be a slaughter when, when, when they come back because there has to be some sort of balancing out of the population and that. So it's, it's going to be bad. So I, I can't, I can't, that's not going to happen because the thing is, I spent I spent a lot of time looking for theories that might be similar to see if anybody had got there before me, you know, to maybe or make find how they would explain this to, to satisfy the sort of questions that seem to be getting answered. Right. So it's, it's in some ways I, I I feel yeah I'm on the right track, but then it's the right track I want to be on. I wish it was a better track, you know. I, I wish. It's, it's strange, like, it's just, I've had to, I mean, I'll be honest with you, mate, this nearly broke me a few times. Yeah. It nearly broke me emotionally. You can because I was literally on my own. You can there were several years where it was just me, the the, the books, the, 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 the Bible, the Quran, you know, the, the, the cryptids, the whole thing, and I, I, I really lost the plot a few times. You know, just, just kind of pulled back for the edge because it just, the, the kind of, if this is real, the enormity of what it is. Yeah. So yeah. I understand that when I'm speaking to somebody about this, I need to give them time. You know, I need to let them go away and mull it over, maybe come back with someone who can't go, what about this, go like that. I understand that. But when somebody like Paul, who's helping me, give me opportunities, and this one included, you know, I want somebody like Paul, when he could see it, that 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 means a lot to me, you know, because Paul's did a lot of the, the groundwork with people that I've not done. You can have been virtually a loner for for all this time, mm. but I know I can't maintain that position, and I need to come out. So this is a can go into sort of public. But I, I understand why people didn't want to believe this, and you, you wouldn't believe the amount of people who I've spoken to, and they've just walked out my life and never came back because mm. they just never wanted to hear on the mirror. It was just too much on top of how difficult life can be. The last thing they want to hear is, oh, you get 20 years down the line, and then this is what's waiting on you. Something that's simply... Aye, too- no, I get that. Aye, I yeah. get that. Aye. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole kind of subject, I mean, it's like, I've not got all the kind of same theories as yourself. I've got different theories and stuff and different kind of ideas, and then you kind and of... That's, that's fine, because that's I, that, can... I mean, that, that as well sometimes, though. I mean, a, a day, I mean, there, there is days where like ah, a day didn't get me wrong. I think about coming away for you, and just, and yeah. just uh, because it's like, but you, but there is things that you you'll read or things you'll look at or things that will actually be coming out factual that you're like ah, that's like you kind of that you can see there's a kind of pattern here or whatever. And I, but for me anyway, I do think about sometimes where like you, you can it's you can come away for you. And I know a lot of people in the field, the UFO field, come, feel like that for the fact that because of either. Sometimes frustrated, bit, and you you think maybe something's going to happen or whatever else, and they're not getting anywhere or they're getting somewhere, but it's just they're on their own way. Yeah, and it's, that's a, right. and it's a case of 
if um, it's like if he didn't know that or didn't research it, you could just go on with your life, right? But at the same time, you didn't want to be a bloody estate. Yeah. If it is right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's uh, right. That's it. But I mean, there's a, I mean, in, in regards to some of the stuff that I'd kind of read on the Robert Monroe stuff, um, they're, they're worth a read. And I, I mean, in a day... I think I have uh, one of Monroe's books, actually. I think I've got something for what the way he explains like life after death and all that kind of stuff. And I mean it all just I mean it totally makes sense, right? Yeah. And it made sense to me as well because I was kind of looking into Gnostic stuff and things like that. And it totally yeah. it, it just looked the same as that. But it was a different way of doing it. And then there was um I mean there's there's other stuff. I mean, one of the things the saving graces that Paul Wallace had said, and it was all today about as being farmed and all that kind of stuff, right? And he'd kind of said that um, there's like a comment, I can't remember the actual comment, but it's something about the Bible or whatever. But it, the way he described it, he said, regardless of us, like if people think it's a, a really bad thing thinking that we've been we've been farmed, if we have been farmed and all that kind of stuff, then it's like if you the the way he describes it is like the the infinite particle is, you know what I mean? It's all been created by God or all been created by like some higher kind of yeah. being or whatever or or force or whatever. So regardless of what what's been um what's been made by whoever or whatever else, yeah. If it, regardless of that, the energy and particles eh, yeah. I mean our ancestors face saber tooth cats. Who's to say that that what we're facing is any more scary than what, what they faced? You know, okay, there's, there's always been life everywhere is up against it all the time. It just this just seems so so fucking un, unbearable. I mean, see, see me, I mean, I didn't have a partner, Chris. I, I couldn't bring somebody into this now. I couldn't ask a woman to come into this new life. No, no way where my beliefs are, how hardcore I am for want a, a better word. I, I just have to accept that. You know, that's just the, the, the way it is because uh, there were times I could only be on my own. You can't, everything was, I mean, sometimes incredibly selfish just to stick to this thing when everything was falling, about, falling apart on the book, me and that, eh? So, but that's just, but if you really do believe as I do that they're coming, then my unhappiness in life is irrelevant. It means absolutely nothing. It's about doing the right thing. So, uh, in regards to, um, uh, have you started writing the books? Yeah, I, I have about thirty thousand words sitting, uh, and now I'm like I say, now I'm finally settled. I can answer the questions I want to answer, and that. So this is what I'm going at the new, uh, and on the public side, yeah, Paul's helped me again, get me sort of gigs and that against on the by me and that. Eh? So that's that's where it is, and. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't change nothing new. I mean, obviously, you, you know, I mean, there were times, like I say, I, I was almost suicidal for want of a better word, but I asked for it. You know, I, and, and I believe there's a creator. I mean, I believe, yeah, and that, but obviously, they couldn't go into that the night. There just wasn't the time for, for that, can yeah. I say? But so when you're talking about that side, it, Absolutely, that's all relevant. You know, absolutely, as eh? eh, and I, I think people didn't quite understand it. Against uh, spiritual isn't a great word to use because it's the wrong connotations. But this is much more than just ETs coming through another 
another planet. Oh, totally. It's a, it's a, it's a total, um, it's a mega convoluted um, discussion. Like when there's like yeah. loads, of, loads of aspects to it, but I mean that's the thing. It's like, um, there's there's just so much stuff that kind of merges in, um. But I mean, I think that the things that stood out for me, like I've read like like hundreds over the years and whatever, the things that stood out for me, I mean, in regards to, as I said, more recently, is like the Bob Monroe stuff, some of the Dolores Cannon stuff, and then it's certainly like the Paul Wallace stuff that's came out recently. Right. Um and um I'll um I'll get you some, I'll get your, your de- details off you when we finish. Yeah. You can ping me it via email and I'll send you the Paul Wallace book. Right, mate. Um, that look at that. That that's quite good. Like you know, what I mean, it is, and it is. I mean, for where this guy's came from, as I'm saying, it's it's um he he can he work he worked for the Vatican and stuff like that, and, and then stuff yeah. and in regards to that. So it's yeah. um it, that's that was his job to kind of look at the scriptures and all that kind of stuff and yeah, you know, and all that. I think actually he had yeah he, he had um what was it? Did he have an accident or something? I can't remember. But he was done something, but he ended up like he was. He had an accident. He had a bit more time to actually focus me on stuff, and he was looking through all that, and it was the way it was worth, yeah. worth looking at. Yeah. So, if we if we're going to kind of sum up um, to there, um, so what do you kind of look at next? Just kind of plodding on and just try to get me into the book, kind of written and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Try stay that steady course. Get the get this done. Sort of try to increase the public profile, you know, and try to. Just find find a way to get to get it out there, and just see what comes with that. Because you know, I, I just need to wait and see what's coming. With. That's the thing, as I was saying earlier on, right? And it's like people maybe listening at the night, and it's like if they've not been a lot of these different subjects and hearing them all together and like a tranche, like maybe like an hour and a half or whatever, it's a lot to take in. But yeah. if you've done the same way, for example, because I can imagine you've got quite a lot of information you want to get out there. I mean, you've got 30,000 yeah. words to know you got to get made, but if you took, for example, just let's say the Bob Monroe stuff or the Loris Cannon stuff, and you tried to talk about all that, all the kind of different experiences and all the kind of stuff they've done with like multiple books in the space yeah. of an hour and a half, I mean, it would sound mental, but, yeah, that's like, right. but, when you, but when you get introduced into it and you kind of work yeah. through it or read through it, then... It's a bit more understandable how it Yeah, goes. and you need the right person to bounce it off it to come back with the right thing because obviously you you, you just need a, a help with it. You, can, ah. you can't, it's just right, you can't need too much of one concentrated area. I kind of try to put sort of wee pieces of the jigsaw puzzle kind of across the board ah. and just stick with the things that obviously are a paranormal channel. So to hear coming to it with, like that for this angle with you, but maybe we come for a different angle with somebody else. No, totally. Yeah. Aye, that's yeah. I can imagine somebody feel like a like a mere religious side near in a different kind of angle and things yeah. like that. Yeah. See, I, I went to St Andrews University in uh, two thousand one to do a course in biblical studies. Now, if I was going to go to university, what I really wanted to go was study wildlife, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. I couldn't waste this opportunity because it was a disability scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I had to pick the uh, you know biblical studies in order because I knew that I had to get my head in the, the Bible because and undoubtedly that's the book that's that's been had the most profound effect on humanity certainly the Western world in the last two thousand years you know and I was sort of against that you know I tried to read it before and and just couldn't get my head about it I just yeah. this person God was just seemed like a brute to me yeah. But you know, I, I had to, I had to force myself. No, if I'm going to do this, 
I'm going. I, I need to do this right. You can't. I can't do it. What What is a biology subject uh, degree? If If I'm not going to learn the things that I need to learn for for, for where I'm going with that, eh? because by that point I was already committed to this. You know, that, that's that. So that's been about twenty five years of that now. I knew, like I say, just knew I'm finally ready to maybe speak to somebody like yourself who has. And that's different for speaking for somebody who doesn't know anything because you're getting feedback and that, you're getting led through it and stuff like that. So I, I could only say thank you for giving me this opportunity. Oh, listen, well, really thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on as well. And uh, maybe get you back on again sometime when you're yeah, a Yeah, that would be well. brilliant. Maybe have a few more discussions on it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so listen, for, for me, for the Scottish Paranormal Podcast, thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you, Chris.